Welcome to Tennis Sucks, a pickleball podcast hosted by Travis Rettenmeyer and Graham D'Amico. This week, we host a special episode to look back at one of the wildest weekends in pickleball history. Travis and Graham talk about their behind the scenes of all the PPA and MLP signings, including their predictions for what's next in the sport. This episode was filmed right before the hurricane hit the Florida coast, so if you're in the first few rows, it may get a little wet and noisy. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to this episode of Tennis Sucks. Um, it's been a fucking crazy 72 hours, and I gotta let you know that my my granimal here is like Jerry fucking Maguire. You know, he just runs things and uh, advises me anyway on 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 various things, and and has been really helpful, but. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through a few things and try to recap the craziness that's gone on between PPA, MLP, and Dundon, Coon. You know, it's just it's just madness. Uh, all the players, what it means, and we're gonna try to try to do the be- our best to recap that. Should we start first with Kansas City recap before we get into that? Yeah, let's do a quick recap. The recap of the PPA last PPA Travis Lever play. Probably. Um, I think I can actually still play them from the remainder of the year, but I officially signed with MLP today, which I'm very happy about because obviously I have a tie into them. But yeah, Kansas City was crazy. Like we got there, it was the hottest it'd been in Kansas City, like for a five-day stretch in 30 years or something. It was 105 degrees, uh, 70% humidity. On-court temperature was 114, 115. People were dying, like literally fucking passing out. And... The mixed day that I had was 9.15 warm-up, finished bronze at 9.45 at night, roughly. Feet started cramping in the bronze, uh, but, you know, got to play with Jade Kawamoto, had a good win against Anna and James, um, you know, lost to Ben and, and uh, Anna Lee in the semis. She's just a different animal. You know, I, I've never seen a woman that can counter quite like that. I mean, maybe Georgia can to some extent. But just not as not as consistently, you know. She's just so on it, and she's her her tax off the bounce. So yeah, that was an amazing day for me. Loved playing with Jade. Super positive, great partner. Um, but by Saturday, the temperature had dropped to like 85. And I love AJ Kohler, but obviously a lot of people were distracted with what's going on. I think he was one of them, and he probably played about as bad as I've ever seen anyone play. Uh, error count 30, 40. So you know, I think I don't think he likes me anymore. So like I was going on the last pod that. Only Kohler likes me. I think he doesn't like me anymore either. <laughs> it seemed like he didn't even want to play. He didn't even want to try for me. So, you know, I guess I'm just a huge fucking dick. Um, but, yeah, you know, Ben obviously still just disgusting prowess. Uh, was actually feeling comfortable against him in the mixed. It's just hard to, to deal with he and Anna Lee. But he's got so many skills. Uh, he juked me really bad one time with his little backhand dink fake. But, yeah, he triple crowned, beat Tyson the final. Um you know, obviously the big storyline there was Matt playing with Ben and them beating Dylan and JW in the final. Uh, yeah, I don't know. From from the that, that that was my perspective as a player. Did you watch much of it, Graham? I watched you. you that's it? Um Yeah, that's about all I watched actually. Yeah, I, I, I mean I was say- caught up in I was caught up in player negotiations. Yeah. For the you know, like you said, last seventy two hours straight, so I didn't have much time to do I feel like I put all my work on hold for the last two or three days and now we're getting hit by a hurricane tomorrow, so some more work on hold here <laughs> for the next two days, but I watched you play. I thought you played great. Yeah, new paddle really helped. All the matches I watched, I wish I could have seen the bronze medal. I wish they played the bronze too. You know, it sucked because it was full ha- full crowd, packed house, and then we had like nine people there watching the bronze. The match was about an hour and forty five minutes. 
hour went and to 30. Three. I don't know. Went to three. We're up 11 2 4 0. Somehow fucking start messing around. Up 11 10 1. Lose that. And I, I'm just like, get me out of here. Uh, but there was like eight or nine guys in the stands that was awesome. They were just getting rowdy and hammered. And, you know, every time that I was hitting a decent shot, swagger! Going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I enjoyed that. Had a good chat with them after. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's played with uh, the second tournament with the engage paddle. Really like it. So much more control, but it's still a plenty of power. So, you know, getting away from the O2 has been wonderful for me. That thing was just so bouncy, so jumpy, uh, so hard off the face. I just felt really limited and, and now definitely feel like I'm a, I'm a better player. Sweet. So, yeah, so why don't we kick it off with the timelines of stuff? Like what, from your guys' perspective, when did you all start hearing about so this? So I was sitting there on singles day, which is Thursday, about noon or one with another player who has a really close relationship with a few of the owners. And he just said to me, hey, I think PPA players can't play in MLP anymore. And I was like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, that happened. It's over. That happened a long time ago. He's like, no, I swear. Like, something, something's happening. Literally 30 seconds later, a particular rep for MLP calls me and just says, like, shit's hitting the fan. This is happening. I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then it became, like, because, you know, every player knows that I'm an owner. Players start coming to me right away. Travis, what do you know? Travis, come here, Travis. And I'm trying to be like this conduit or this middleman between, you know, the MLP, PPA, and and the other players. And obviously, I didn't I didn't really know what was going on. I got more and more information as time progressed. And you know, it came out. I want to say five or six hours, maybe after. Uh, you know, started getting call. Everyone started getting calls from agents, sitting there with agent discussing contracts. And then it, it literally just looked like Hollywood. Everyone was on their phone for the next 72 hours, nonstop. Everyone's walking around, discussing their deal. Connor's obviously, Pardo is running around, trying to get people to talk to him, to negotiate with him. He's seeing, seeing people had signed. So like at one point we, we were playing James and, and Anna Bright and they were in the office with Connor for like an hour. So our match was delayed talking to him about potentially signing with the PPA. Um, it, it, it was just a fucking shit show. You know, no one knew what, was, no one, no one knew what to do. Uh, but Was that timing like doing it during a PPA event intentional or do you think that was just an accident no it's not i mean there's so many ppa events it would be hard to structure it away from them you know yeah. like there's a ppa event almost every week so i think it was just whatever negotiations that they were having you know as far as i know uh the ppa didn't want to allow the mlp to have as many weekends or the time frame to to produce the events that we wanted and um you know they they had a, a contract that they were supposed to sign early in january of 2022 PPA never signed it, uh, and and it just you know I knew this a long time ago. What even when this merger happened in my head, it was like, well, it doesn't it doesn't mean shit because at some point we're going to wear to war. Like there's never been a sport in existence. They had the AFL and the NFL. The NFL cannibalized it. They had the ABA and the NBA. The NBA cannibalized it. And this is even more so because they're two different formats. You've got one one league that's a team format, another league that's individual, and like that's never going to last. So one of them has to win out. One of them has to cannibalize the other. You know, I'm a big advocate for the team format. I think it's super fun. It's way easier on the body. It's a much better product. So I just hope that that wins out in the, in the long term. Yeah. Graham, what about you? When did you start hearing all about this stuff? Uh, really shortly after that, I would say I started getting that same night as Travis that he was getting in the morning 
I was starting to hear more and more that night. And, uh, and then the next morning I started getting texts from pro players, which happens on occasion, but it was more than normal. Mm. Just like a, Hey, how's it going? What are you up to this morning? You know, like, uh, are you at the Kansas city PPA? And you know, after like the fourth one, I was like, what is going on? Why is everybody so concerned right. about what I'm up to this morning? <laughs> and, uh, and then it dawned on me. And then we had an owner's meeting to kind of talk about what was going on. They, you know, they were trying to keep it very, you know, close to the vest, I think is the saying, uh, because there are owners that are associated with the PPA. And so if you talk about a plan of, you know, this sort, you can't let, you know, them know ahead of time. And so it, it's about the same time you're learning, you know, like right. if you saw it on social media, I'm learning on social media kind of the same way you are and then getting a little more details a couple hours later. And, you know, like it's you, you want to be a, obviously we want to know what's going on sooner than later. But I think Travis and I at least understand why they did what they did. Yeah. And I think a lot of the owners, if not almost all of them, understand that. You know, the reason why there's some regret from is like we're part of that team, right? We're part of MLP and we want to fight on MLP's behalf. So if we don't know what's going on, it's tough for us to be calling the people we know, the people that we care about and saying, hey, we really love for you to, you know, be a part of the MLP family. Because now you've got what we call like 300 soldiers that are owners of MLP out there doing the work, how does Connor Pardo or the PPA compete with that when you got 300, you know, unpaid activists going after your cause? And that's what's happening now and has been happening for the last two or three days. And I, I think you're seeing, you're seeing the results of that. You're seeing a lot more people sign with MLP. And, uh, I think a large part of that has to do with ownership, you know, and, and the MLP vision, which is the vision is, make sure the players are taken care of. Like yeah, they're yeah. treated like true professionals and, you know, and there, there's trust there that if we say we're going to pay you this, you're going to see that check, yep. you know? And I think that's the really challenging part. Like as a player, I know <clears throat> the vast majority are signing with MLP and, and granted there's, I think there's more trust there based on the history, but more so than that, like, like I said, the mixed day that I played, I started at 9.15 AM. I got it done at 9.45 at night. I was fucking full body cramping basically in the car. Like that's not sustainable. That's a, that's a very short time frame that if you're having results or, you know, long days like that, that, that people can, that their bodies are going to last. That's going to shorten your career. So, um, I think it was also like, well, this is going to be more fun, less strenuous and probably better venues, better events. So a lot of players were moving in that direction for MLP simply because of that. You know, like we were playing at, it's a nice club, elite wellness, but it was hot as shit. They got a small little, um, uh, players lounge. We're all cramped in there. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's not as comfortable as you go to an MLP event. You really feel like you're a pro and you feel like you're an athlete. And, and I think that they were moving towards that, giving people real financial stability and, and people are obviously signing really lucrative deals and, and it's, it's really beneficial for players. You know, our concern is as owners is, and then just really more as pickleball enthusiasts is the downside is we want to see all the best players in the same spot. When this took place, the biggest benefit to us was we got to see JW play against Ben Johns and, you know, these kinds of matchups. And now that's not going to be the case. And that's really unfortunate for pickleball. I hope that this is short term and that we have uh, all the best players under the same umbrella soon. And, and, and eventually that'll take place because these kinds of wars, there's always a winner and a loser and one league will persevere. That might take three years, but, but it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. 
who do you guys think is winning out of this right now? The players, fans. The, the players are the biggest winners right now. Are they, they're the only winners. Yeah, they're the only winners. And it's short term. It's a short term win. It might be a long time, a long term loss. Uh, that we don't know that yet, but it's very possible. It's possible yeah. this implodes pickleball. And I know that sounds dramatic, but it's a potential. You know, they over both of them overspend. A third party comes in and really tries to compete. It gets too fragmented, and no one ever wants to kind of reinvest in that idea for 10 years. And the pros make some good money short term, hopefully a year, hopefully three years. But uh, I don't know. That's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to constantly look look at the books and talk to the accountant and say, okay, you lost another $20 million this year. You lost another $30 million this year. Let's go raise some more funds. Mm. I mean, big businesses do it, but those big businesses know what's on the other end. Do we know what's on the other end? I don't think so. I think pickleball is a lot more speculative than maybe, you know, online commerce or, or taxi transportation or all these other companies that can invest for 10 years straight with no profit. Uh, I don't know that pickleball is one of those businesses right. or ever will be. Yeah. Um, so I, the numbers yeah, the, are pretty huge that, you know, I, who, I mean, are the players leaking that information? Like who, how are we finding out? what these numbers that players are signing on. Just through hearsay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think we want to talk about contracts specifically, but most players that you know of in the top 50, top 70 are making six figures a year or more. Some as high as we know at least a million a year or more, the top couple. Um, getting maybe pieces of, pieces of a tour, pieces of a team, other bennies on top of it. So it's very big numbers. When you multiply, you know, even 100,000, or 200,000 times 80 players do those numbers per year. Uh, you're also paying uh, prize money. You're also paying medical. You're also paying travel. Uh, you know, it, it goes on and on. Those are big, big numbers. Yep. Yeah. And I know from MLP, we're not bringing in a ton of money. <laughs> and so it's the question is, yeah, obviously you go and you, you're, you're getting funding, you know, looking at a long-term goal. But again, how long is that sustainable for? Mm. And I think that's a concern that everyone should have, uh, the players included, uh, owners. Everyone, we're already getting the hurricane here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a dramatic weekend. We're yeah. just going to make and it more dramatic now. People are still playing because they know this might be one of their last moments to get in some pickleball here. All right, so here's a couple questions I have for you. Was, yeah. What was the um, like interactions with players once you knew they were PPA or, you, you know, was no, it no, awkward? No different. It was the same? Yep, same. Just people uh, on their phone a lot. Yeah, just people on the phone. I think a lot of people getting numbers initially and then like, that can't be real. And then uh, asking me, is that possible? I don't fucking know. And then, um, yeah, I think just a lot of a lot of friendly interaction. You know, we, we've, we develop relationships with the majority of these people. So there wasn't like a lot of animosity at all. I wouldn't even say there was any. Yeah, well, it uh, shouldn't be because you're yeah. all happy because you're about to make legitimate wages. I think the earnings. majority are happy, but I also think a lot of people are like, I mean, like me, for instance, I, yeah, sure. I'm happy. Like the monetary benefit is great as a player and, and that's good. But like I said, as a pickleball purist, I, I, I hate the fact that I won't get to play Ben again. Like I wanted to play Ben again. I fucking loved playing him this weekend. I want to play him again. And, um, yeah, so the, the, you know, amongst the players, there was definitely a mix of what the right thing to do is. Nobody knows really what the right thing to do is. Everybody's just kind of guessing and hoping that they make the right decision. Um, but I think, honestly, all of us are just wishing the others well and hoping it works out and hoping that pickle, pro pickleball is is uh, sustainable and that we all have a, a good job here in three years and 
And yeah. So, all right. So there wasn't a lot of tension on the actual tour. Were there any representatives that you saw besides you of MLP on I, MLP's I heard, behalf? I heard Brooks was there. I was did not, he? I don't know. I did not see him. Like he was in the area, maybe at a hotel, maybe. having people come meet That's him? That's possible, yeah, because there's <laughs> no way he could have come to the site. They would have uh, They would have booted him out. Yeah. It was, it was very tenuous right away. Um, maybe we should pull forward a little. Oh, that's nice. Very good. Luke. Look at this. What's this? What's his hurricane's name? I should know. After 40 years Idalia. of deal, Idalia. Idalia. I've given up on even knowing the names these days. It's, it's just, a it's a hurricane. It's a fucking hurricane. Here <laughs> hurricane Idalia. Here she comes. She'll be here, uh, I think, basically tomorrow night or early Wednesday morning. So in a day, we're going to see, a, I guess, a Category 3 hurricane somewhere near Tampa Bay. So you didn't see anyone on site, but there was rumors that Brooks was in the area maybe taking personal meetings. But I feel like yes. you would have known that if you was. He would have maybe called you in. Yeah, uh, maybe. But, you know, I was having, I obviously have personal relationships with an ML MLP, so I was having a lot of conversations that I'm sure other, other players weren't and discussing my own future as well as other players' future and trying to work on behalf of MLP as well. You know, talk to a few guys, a few girls, see where their heads were at. Um, and not necessarily recruiting, but, you know, just kind of, you know, retaining the idea that MLP is, uh, has been good to them and, and a very trustworthy uh, entity where maybe PPA in the past, at least from my experience, the other players have stated otherwise. You know, PPA was never terrible to me. I, I want to say that clearly. Like, I, I had no problem with them. No issue other than the, you know, the paddle, the paddle gate where I thought there was some bureaucracy and some bullshit. But other than that, um, they were paid me what they told me they were going to pay me. They were honest with me. So... I have I had no issue, but I think a lot of the players that had been with the PBA for a long time had a lot of, of gripes, and were happy to move on and go play for uh, you know MLP and someone they trust. Okay, so I don't know how much we can say without maybe getting ourselves in trouble, yeah, but be a careful. yeah, we got to be careful. Is that and maybe you maybe you know because maybe you've seen a PPA contract, but they're more letters of intent than actual contracts, and so it's basically saying to the players. Hey, this isn't an official contract. It's it's basic terms, but you're not going to sign or entertain another offer for the next ten days while we discuss this offer that or, you know these terms that we presented to you. Right. So we don't know if the PPA players are actually under contract or not, or just letters of intent, and they're going to work on that over the next ten days because there's some thought that maybe some of those don't work out, and MLP can still work on signing some of those players that are quote-unquote signed to PPA? Yeah, I think that's the thought. I think there's a few players, maybe your creme de la creme players, that they actually signed, that they actually signed and they went real speedy with. Right. Um, you know, gave them some money up front and secured them. But as far as the average player, you know, maybe like me, yeah, they, it, there's a, a letter of intent and then, you know, they come up with the contract as they see fit over the next 10 days. So yeah, you know, it's it's still it's still very fluid. No one knows really what's happening here and and time will tell. So MLP on the other hand, there's actual signed contracts. I think it's as many as it's a number now, do you know? It's a lot. It's a lot. Is it's it 80. 80? 90? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Let's talk about some notable signings or like surprises to you. Are there any surprises on not numbers, but like they signed with MLP or they signed with PPA and it wasn't really expected? Tons. Tons? Tons. One I of mean, my big one is Megan. Megan who? Dizon. I always the name wrong. 
And obviously, I would Riley PA. signing with P, with with MLP is surprising just because I know he moved to Dallas, has an association with Dundon. Um, but mostly it's like the real surprises are the lower level players that haven't really made their mark yet that are getting contracts for years. Like they need that stable of players. I get it, but it's crazy to me how many how many contracts are being signed. It's it's madness. Um, and then beyond that, you know, obviously on the PPA side, they're really going after some ex-tennis players. They've got Sam Query, Donald Young, Jack Sock is the premium signing there, all for big money. And then, you know, I'm hearing rumblings of other tennis players. I've even gotten contacted from a few myself, like, hey, how do I get into this? They're hearing numbers out of their friends going, what the fuck? I need, I need this. I need to be in here. And, and they're probably behind the eight ball. They're probably late. Because if you haven't played and at least established yourself a little bit, then you're, you're not going to get signed. Unless you're a big name. And if you're a big name, you're already making money. So yeah, you're if you're really, a huge you're name, you're already making money. So it's not that interesting. But, but um, you know, I, I think the fact that, that PPA is going aggressively after tennis players. Like I saw one girl that really interested me. I don't know her name, but she's top ranking of 35 in the world in doubles. WTA current is 83. Now, granted, she's not making a lot of money at the moment on the WTA tour, but like that's a fucking high ranking. Like that means she's in the mix. She can she's you know playing Grand Slams and they they got her. You know, she's what's her name? Forget her name. Play at USC <laughs> and and but my point is she's not making any money on the WTA, but she has the option, the potential to make a shit ton of money on the WTA tour. 30 or 31 years old, like maybe she's gonna be a great pickleball player. Who fucking knows? Yeah. But they're definitely going after like prospective talent that they think has a shot. Do you think that's a good or bad strategy? Is that going to bring eyes to? No, the... it doesn't bring eyes. It doesn't. Um, no, Jack Sock doesn't bring eyes. No, to PPA? I think Jack. I think Jack bring, brings eyes. I think he's the lone guy that actually. Brings but not eyes. Donaldson or Query. No, no, I don't. Like I said, you know, you have to you have to remember who's watching these things. If, if uh, even even the tennis world outside maybe the U.S., not a lot of people know who Sam Query is anymore. Like he retired a few years ago. Not not, not a lot of people know who Donald Young is. And, and Donald was a fucking hell of a player. Like, it's not a knock against him. It's just the reality. Tennis isn't a huge sport in the U.S. And nobody really knows who these players are. Nobody cares. And so, especially with the cult following that Pickleball has, like, I, I guarantee you, if we went around the Crescent Lake right now, we're like, hey, guys, you know Donald Young is? Like, who? I think, no chance. But if you know, hey, do you know Sam Curry is? They're probably like, yeah, that Pickleball guy who sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, is, that is how Pickleball players would know Sam Curry. I think, that's how I know him, yeah. is the guy with the great sense of humor. Yeah. And with that, that said, Sam is getting so much better. Okay? Yeah. Like, that's a joke. You don't suck. You're getting very fucking good. But, yeah. But that's how Pickleball knows you right now. It's like the, the tennis guy who disappointed or whatever. Yeah. The guy who's going to be top 10 in, in three, three months. months. That and... was your, you did that to yourself, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Have we talked about players that haven't signed yet? No, but that There's could few... change by the time we get this that's out. That's true. I mean, as of right now. But I the think... big one, the big ones everyone's waiting for is JW and Georgia yep. and Dylan. Dylan. Yep, and Gabe. And they all come together, I hate to say. Yeah, JW, Dylan, Georgia, Gabe. Well, whatever J... the same way. Yeah, whatever JW decides is where probably those four probably go. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they follow suit. No Which question. makes sense because they travel together. They basically live together. Yeah, they're they, all friends. They practice together. They're all friends. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. It makes your life quality so much better. Yeah. yeah. You'd be a great MLP team. But I've been, I've been, I've definitely been reaching out to Gabe and just saying like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Who, by the way, is just playing like an absolute monster. Yeah. It's, it's frightening. He's gotten so tall and so much better. Uh, like that's the biggest joke ever, even from the previous draft. And now it doesn't matter. But the fact that he's not, he wasn't premier because like, we played him in that bronze. 
playing against him in Milan rain, you literally cannot hit a drop to Gabe anymore. He's too long and his wrist, his reach, it's can't. Uh, so you know, he's a super talent. I think he's going to get better and better. I hope he comes over to MLP because I just like the kid also. Yeah, but, same. You know, going back to like JW and them all together, when we played Gabriel and and uh, Milan Rain in the bronze match, uh, they were all there. They're all there cheering them on. Like they're they're definitely a, a band that, that, that flies and, and goes together. Yeah. So what's next? I guess. I mean, what what, yeah, do we, what can we expect? I don't know. You know, like yeah. What's going to go on the rest of the season? I get asked you know, that. Is your bag okay there, Luke? I get asked that every day. Like. What's going to happen next? I honestly don't have that answer like, yet. You know, we, like, are we going to have a season this season? I think we're going to have a season for sure. Because we're like 20 days away. We're 25 days away from an event. Is that event yeah. happening? Yeah, I think there's going to be a redraft. Um, the teams that you saw. How do we get them uniforms? Had. How do we... I don't know. How do we talk to them? How do, you know? It's like, I here's a great example. Florida Smash lost Colin Schick. You know, the guy we've been talking up for the last three pods of right. how much we love him. And I talked to him a bunch too, you know, hoping that he would come to MLP, but he made a decision based on going to school and the amount of money and yep. decided to go to PPA, which you don't blame him because he's known for singles and playing Ben Johns in singles. And that only exists in the PPA. That doesn't exist in MLP. Right. Uh, he never established himself as an MLP player yet, and didn't real, doesn't know if he loves MLP or not, like some players do. Right. I don't know. I don't know if there's. I don't know what's going to happen with the event. I assume it's going to go on. It's going to move forward. Uh, but obviously, with different players, I don't know what happens with the MLP players for the remainder of the year playing PPA events. Uh, I don't know if that was my last PPA event or not. I was supposed to play Cincinnati in about a week, week and a half. That's certainly not guaranteed at this point. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's just uncertain, uncertainty for everybody. And I think the dust will settle here in about 48 hours, I would my guess, and we'll have more answers. But for the moment, there's just a lot of, we got to get players, we got to pay them this, and that's what it is. You know, it's, it's a land grab at the moment. It's a player grab, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue that way for, for the next day or two, at least. Do you think this will be the last time that this kind of thing happens? I mean, this is like a big milestone in pickleball history from a association standpoint you think that we'll see more of this you know years down the line few years down the line i think yes and it might not be even mlp or ppa it could be another party it could be the stadium tour that's going around it could be the app gets a big investment and says you know what we we kind of want to go after this we're seeing we're seeing a moment here where we can take advantage or a whole new entity so, no, I do not think this is the last time we're going to have an upheaval of the tour. I think that that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I hate to say it at the end of the day, when a lot of money is involved, stuff like this happens. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't, you know, I, I hope at some point that they can come back together and we get all the players, like I said, under the same umbrella again. I don't know if that's going to take place or not, but I, this is certainly monumental. You know, this is this is the beginning of pickleball players being paid like fucking athletes, like legitimate athletes. And that's I don't think that's going away because now you've put a price on it. And you know, the only price that matters is what people are willing to pay. Now, let's say you have Catherine or Ben or Tyson or Riley or whomever. They've now established this number as their worth. That's what in their mind they're going to be accustomed to. So. Uh, the whole landscape shifted drastically. Uh, people's net worths went up 
substantially. And yeah, this, this, there's going to be more upheaval. There's going to be maybe a new, a new tour. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of litigation, and all that shit is coming. And it's probably not. This is maybe the one time where you see a, this kind of increase in players' um, ability to earn money. But or maybe not. I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just wild at the moment. Do you think the rest of the world cares? <laughs> What's the this, rest of the world? You're like, you know, outside of Pickleball, do, you know? No. Yes. Absolutely. Do, do people outside of Pickleball care why. about what? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why they care. One, already my inbox is filling up with ex-tennis players. If I'm a parent, sadly, and you're thinking like, what sport do I put? Well, suddenly, holy shit, these Pickleball players are making so much money. It, it changes the dynamic of who's going to play, how you pursue it. You know, anytime money gets into something, then... Yeah, people are going to start venturing into it, maybe with, with ill intent or with just the idea that they can make a living or a life. So I think there's going to be a lot of people caring. I think you're going to see a huge uptick in junior pickleball. Like it's going to be fucking madness. Uh, so, yeah, there absolutely the world cares. Maybe on you know not on uh, an enormous scale, but people care for sure. Cool. <laughs> Any other final thoughts from you guys? I guess. Kind of still fucking sucks. <laughs> I love Carlos Alcaraz though. I'm like have such a man crush on him right now. Um, he played pickleball. He did. Play he pickleball looked good from the Venus. He didn't know what he was doing, but he looked. You know, he looked he, like he, he could look really good. Yeah. I had actually had an interesting conversation with Ben, who threw some shade my way, which I liked. Uh, but then we were talking about like who would be really good in pickleball and who would be shit that like people think would be really good, running through tennis players, and the top two on his list were Gael Monfi and uh, and Carlos Alcaraz. Like they would be the two best he thought, and then there were guys that are you know, super high. Is ranks. it because of Alcaraz's drop shot? Because it actually is a part of that. Yeah, because he's got great hands. It actually is. It actually is. I hate to say it. Um, but then there was like you know we were saying guys like Zverev maybe who's just six six drops bombs but doesn't have the softest hands, or even Novak who's got great hands but his game is really predicated on movement and consistency. Like they might not be good. Well, at that big tall tennis player is trying to get in right now too. I heard isn't it? Yeah, isn't there? Really? Yeah. I, I heard some rumbling about him trying to get a contract. Me. Yeah, that, might, that wouldn't surprise me. Because he's tied in. He's like a team owner yeah, tied yeah, in, yeah. right? With Maybe. EPA? I don't know if he's a team owner, but he definitely has, you know, he's from Dallas. He knows a lot of people in that area. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was a, the next PPA signing. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I, and people have said this already, I don't think this is good for pickleball. I don't see some great outcome from this. I don't think that, you know... MLP won because we signed more players or PPA won because they got Ben and Anna Lee and Catherine Parento. Uh, I think that it's bad for pickleball. It's going to put us a big step back in momentum. I think had we done what we did this year for the next three years, we would have crushed it. Like absolutely dominated the sport of pickleball for fans and viewership and growth and sponsorship. It would have been scary how, how fast th these resources would have blown up. Right our tours if we were one i think the opposite now is going to but happen that wasn't possible Grant. that was never possible what wasn't that they that they remained you know like you said no no, no i get that the two tours like it's never that was never gonna happen yeah so it was always coming to a head it was just a matter of when so this is this is definitely going to put it's a setback it's a setback but one tour will gain momentum again and you'll see that pretty clearly probably within six to twelve months and then that will take shape i mean i think Looking at what how people are responding on social media, it seems like a lot of people from a fan base standpoint favor MLP. No question. 
Yeah. And I think that they're looking at the signings being like, oh, wow, they really crushed it. Um, but I hear what you're saying, Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from a numbers perspective, crushed it. You know, you just, there's a few players that are really, really hot commodities that sign with the PPA, but I, I don't know if that's sustainable. And, and who's going to really want to watch Ben and Anna Lee just shit on everybody? Like, it's boring. And now you take away their two best competitors in Tyson and, and Riley, uh, at least on the men's side, and it's like, okay, boring. Uh, it was already pretty boring. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see how it shakes out. Well, now, I guess we'll wait to find out to see what happens with the Vibe Pickleball stuff. I mean, they're going to try and compete with a yes. team-based event, I guess, at some point. So I heard four events next year is Ooh. what they're going after. Oh, let's talk about how many events we have. We know, roughly. Okay. It's eight MLP events, right? right? Um, four kind of non team format events. Is that correct? I believe so. Um, I, I don't, I don't know the details of this. So roughly, I oh, roughly 10 exhibitions and then like two championships, team championships. Okay. So what is that? 14 events or 16 events and then 10 exhibitions for MLP next year. Right. And it's going to take place between January and October because there's an off season now. Yeah, 45 days. Octo- oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> Gary Breaking <McGuire>. news. <laughs> it's a scam. That on the phone. <laughs> scam call. I have them call me to look important every hour on the hour. <laughs> Must be must be six thirty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't I don't have you know like when they merged, I thought it was the greatest day ever. This is the biggest day in pickleball. Right. Yep. It was huge news, and I thought only positive stuff here on Fort. I feel exactly the opposite now. Even though I'm a team owner, it's a big step back. It's sad. It's it's going to hurt the growth. The players, short term, amazing. They're going to live much better lives. Um, but I think the sport as a whole will suffer for some time. However long that is, I don't know. If it's a year, if it's three years, and uh, hopefully it, it comes back at some point. Hopefully there is some kind of I think winner be. or merge, and then we can put the momentum forward. Well, interesting enough, Ben only signed for one year. Ben? Ben signed for one year, so he clearly wants to see what happens, yeah. what, what, what goes on. Yeah. Well, he can, he can name whatever the hell he wants. Right. Yeah, that one year was probably more than everybody else's three years. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Other than Annalie. Yeah. Right. Wild. Yeah. Well... Guess we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next week or two once those 10-day whatever um you know agreements come to an end see what people do there will be a lot of moving pieces yeah um, okay is there anyone you really want to see signed that's not besides i guess jw yeah, other, other than those no no nobody else left no okay i mean look at the, the signings there's 120 signings so far between the two tours it's insane yeah every pickleball player i know and a lot of them i don't are signed yeah it's it's nuts Nuts. Did you guys nuts. talk about the um the fact that the owners can maybe, you know, outside of a draft they can try and try and create a team? Is that is that something you guys talked about? Yeah. So what do you call that? Free agency. People know this too. So I think the format they're shooting for for 2024 is basically as a team owner or a team like the Florida Smash, we can go out and pick which player we want on our team or which players we want on our team, right? Yep. So the I think the issue is you got to pay for them. Right. So, for instance, if Riley and let's just round a number to a million bucks a year or half a million dollars for the year, if we want Riley Newman to play for the Florida Smash next year, we got to pay him a minimum of five hundred thousand dollars. 
or somewhere upwards of double that to compete with other teams who basically you're bidding for them. Like you would be yep. bidding for LeBron or whatever the contract. And then, you know, that player decides, do I want to go play for Florida Smash for that money? Or do I want to take a cut and go play for the championship team? The, you know, right. whatever the mad, the mad drops or the BLQK black bears. And so it's going to be a lot more like other team sports in that there's going to be a free draft. Yeah. And I think that we're taking on more than four players is the, is what is being said. So you're going to have a team of six or, Really? So that way you have alternates. Um, if you have exhibition, if you have exhibitions and yeah. one of them's not available for that exhibition, you can grab another player out of those four. But only four would be able to commit to one event. So you wouldn't be able to switch people out during an event. Uh, I, I don't know right. that. We don't yeah. know those details. Okay. We don't even know if we're still having events this year. That's what everyone keeps asking me. I actually have no clue. We're going to have, ev- I think we're going to have will. events. I just don't know what they're going to look like. Right. Right. Is it all premier? Is it not count for anything? You know, don't know. Do we redraft? Are we playing with our same players? Plus, we add one in if we lost one. That's the that's the thing we don't know. Yeah. More than likely, there will be an event in September and November and December, but we we don't know the specifics of those events yet. Right. I wanted to say Top Notch is doing well. Top Notch doing really I well. Say that. <laughs> I think Top Notch. They're an agency. They represent I don't know maybe forty or fifty of the top hundred players. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they're negotiating the contracts for these players and they take a nice chunk of each contract. And so if you're signing up 50 players and taking a big chunk of contracts that are two and 300,000, you've had a year, you're having a good three years coming up. Wow. Yep. Probably have some, you know, capital to spend on getting more clients. Uh, so top notch is, another, sorry, that's another benefit beyond the players is top notch is going to be setting themselves up, the pickleball world. setting up themselves a right. nice business yeah. uh, for the future. Yeah. Right. All right. All right, guys. Sorry I don't have more. Uh, I wish I did, but, uh, you know, a lot of moving pieces. So tennis still fucking sucks. Still play pickleball. <laughs> if you're a kid, pickleball professional is going to be there. Five, ten years will never go away. Just it might look ugly for a little bit. So <laughs> thanks for watching. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.